All right, man. I think we are on now. Hopefully, we don't disconnect. Brandon Beers. Yo, I'm man. Back. I I had Maybe had. I'm back. Yeah. I had I had to get you back on again, man, because I got shitted on for the first one. It was I got ripped. The pilot, bro. The pilot's <laughs> never perfect. I don't know why people were so mad. Or they were they were mad at me. They they said you did great. They were pissed off at me, dude. They they hated my voice. They said couldn't hear me. So it was too damn far. They want me to be a professional day one. I know. They were mad about it, bro. They were <laughs> mad about it. I said, man, I got to bring Brandon back so I can redeem myself on this one. All right, <clears> here. But they liked it. They said it was good. And they, they were interested in the stuff. I had some requests, too, man. They really want to hear more about the UFOs and all that stuff. So. Well, I'm ready. I'm always down to talk UFOs. That's big, my deal. Big fans of that. So we're definitely going to dive back into that one. But uh, it's definitely great to have you back here again. Yes. Got a different setup this time. Yeah, dude. Looks good. Looks so. good. It's starting to come along, man, little by little. I think that's how everybody starts out, man. But start off small, and then you work your way. You know. Yeah, man. I, I get a lot of, like, uh, when they start listening to my podcast, people are like, you need this, and you need that. And yet, I'm like, dude, I just I just started out. Like, this stuff. Hey, well, throw, throw your company in, and, I, and I'll throw you an ad. You buy me all the stuff that you think I need. <laughs> yeah, <do. laughs> all the stuff you need. I need a TV, according to some. I need a TV. I need a. I need a live stream. I need. So, and they're talking about cameras and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, do you know how much all this stuff costs? Like, yeah, you're you're, you're talking into thousands of dollars now at this point. But they're like, oh man, you need to do this. You need to, like if you if you don't like my content, then just tell me that. Right. <laughs> don't tell me all the other stuff I need, man. I I'll get there. Producer, is that need a producer too? Who's telling you all this? <laughs> <laughs> I think they just hate my podcast. They want me to shut up. I know that's not gonna happen though. They I'm gonna keep hate. on talking. I'm gonna keep on talking. Uh, earlier when we talked, you said you wanted to get into um, this. Was this refereeing or is uh, baseball? Uh, just talk about some baseball, man, and like what I see with youth youth baseball. How I think it can improve. Uh, the down the downfalls of kind of like youth baseball, yeah, stuff like that. The way parents act. Yeah. Speaking of, we got your we got another guest in here, which is your son. Yeah. He looks fly, by the way, man. He's all he's all decked out today. Oh yeah, I like to keep him fly. He looks fly, man. I like it. He got the gold chain on. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm the only one, man. So I spoil him. <laughs> yeah, he looks great, man. I like it. I like it. He's all he's all doped out. Uh, so what was it that you saw? I think. <clears throat> Was it something at, because uh, your your brother coaches, yeah, right? My brother's a head coach, uh, baseball coach, and we. I've just been around baseball my whole life, man. I'm a baseball family, part of a baseball family, so I've played on, I've played on countless baseball teams from being a kid to when I left college. The last, I guess, team you could say I played for. Uh, I've coached. I've had people ask me to coach. I've coached at the high school level. With um, the summer, the summer teams, yeah, that the varsity coaches want want the summer, uh, the kids to play in the summer. I've done that like three, four times. All so you've seen all kinds of action. So I've, is I've what you're saying. Base, I, I've done baseball. Like that's all I really do. You know, baseball is everything for me. And uh, I just, you know, for those that li- are listening, you got your kids in youth sports or youth baseball. You know, like there's so many problems out there with it. Just People act crazy, dude. They get yeah, wild. They act crazy, and they, they, they turn the game off to their kids, man. It's Yeah. It's something that's kind of sad to me, how, like, some parents act towards the coaches and towards uh, the refs or the umps. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they're volunt- they get paid 
a small amount, but they're mostly just volunteers. Yeah, they're not killing it to they're not killing it to ref these games or ump these yeah. games, or you know what I'm saying on in any sport. Yeah, they're, they're, this is not a lot of times it's just something they're doing on the side. Right. You know, this is not a full time job that's paying for their livelihood. You know, and and if, and if it is, you should be even nicer to them because they're struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's a, it's a with this new generation of kids, man. It's it's just crazy because my I watched the other day about a week or two ago, or maybe a little bit longer. I saw my cousin was coaching uh, little league eleven and twelve year olds here in town, and um, one of the kids was kind of being lazy, being lazy, uh, not really going after the ball like he should, kind of not doing his fundamentals like he should. And uh, my cousin had told him, hey, man, quit being lazy, you know. You need to quit being lazy on the ball field, man. It's, I mean, it's point blank. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're not out there to be Coaching lazy. him up. Yeah, coaching him up. Didn't disrespect him in any way or anything like that. And um, the mom gets up. You're not lazy. You're not lazy, son. You're not lazy. And uh, Hold on, let me pause you right there. All right, Brandon, we are back. Sorry for that pause. You're good. Being a family man, it, hey, having kids, it's a nonstop. It's work, work, and more work. So we got work. two children here now, and we're, we're trying to dad it out and do this podcast. So just bear with us. It's going to be fun, though. <clears throat> We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, okay. The apples or the toy? Yeah. See, kids in and out. We're gonna keep it real, man. I'm not editing anything out. You're gonna enjoy our kids just like we do. Um, so before I pause, we were talking about the stuff that you've seen as far oh, yeah. as being out there in the baseball field. Uh, just parents, man. Parents don't let their kids, don't allow their kids to be coached. Uh, they make uh, to me. Oh, so the story that the story that you stopped at was uh, yeah, my my cousin was trying to coach the kid. The mom got up and started yelling at yelling at uh, my cousin who was trying to coach him. So she gets mad that he coached him, and then the the they, mom got up and yelled at the at yeah, the coach. Yeah, the mom did from the stands for coaching him for trying to coach him, trying wow. to make him a better athlete, trying to make him a better ball player. I see that a lot, man. I see a lot of parents for some reason coddle their kids bad. They have to they have to take an ass whooping on the field, and that's not that's not. I'm not talking about literally, right? When when I was playing sports, dude, a lot of the coaches that I had. Almost all the coaches I had. I don't remember one being soft at all. No. They were old school. I'm talking about these guys would cuss you out, one. They would uh, push you to the limit because they knew that you could you could be better, do more. Right. right? Whether or not you were going to be a five-star athlete or being, play at the college level, they didn't care about that. That wasn't their concern. Their concern was you doing the best you could to your ability. And if you could be in the gym... And work harder, or you could be on the on the field, and they saw you slacking. They knew that you could do more, a hundred percent, right? Give right. yourself a hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. Um, so they would get on to you, and there was nothing wrong with that. Well, now that I look back on it, now that I look back on those times, shout out to all my coaches, man, that pushed me to to do the most, because I really do appreciate that. They uh, they made me better. Not only it w- it was far beyond the field, far beyond the track. It was as a person. They showed me that what all that showed me was that I could do better and more in every aspect of my life. Even when I thought I, I couldn't go anymore or I thought that that's all I had. Right. And I thought I was doing my best. There was, I could always get better. I can always get better. And that's really ultimately what that shows you. 
right? Sports to me is has a deeper meaning than just hitting a ball or throwing a ball or whatever. Yeah, sports is always a <clears throat> metaphor for life. You can always take it as a metaphor. It's a learning tool yeah. for sure. It's a learning tool for sure because it's 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 uh, one of the things in life, you know. And then there's a bunch of them, but this one for sure that's gonna push you to your limit especially in sports where you're just completely drained and you don't have anything left in you and you think like this is it man i'm giving up it it really it, when they say you got to play with heart you know you got to have that heart yeah. to push through that pain you and that tiredness that extra gear one last extra gear to get you through the and it, the it shows you about camaraderie and you know uh playing well with others and having that sportsmanship and not letting your teammates down that goes a long way right. in real life man and if to me, if you cut that out of a child's life, man, you're doing them a disservice. Yeah, you are. That's what I'm saying. You got to let your kids, allow your kids to be coachable. If a coach tells them to do something, you s- just sit back. You you trusted that coach with your kid during practice and during games. So sit back and allow him to be, allow him to coach your kid. But, you know, if it gets out of hand, you know, if it gets ridiculous, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's pushing them in the face or something yeah, like that. say something after the game or, or something, but, you know. And those are rare instances. Yeah, those are rare instances, but the most, I, think, I think a lot of parents, for some reason, are just really coddle their kids nowadays. And it shows on the field. Some of these kids I, I watch, and I'm just like, these kids don't know anything. Like, Or they just have zero interest. So, yeah, they have zero interest, or they'd rather be doing something else, or. Or something, or when a coach does try to coach them, they they shut off completely. Yeah, why eleven and twelve year olds crying? Or some of them, yeah, bro. Like I'm not trying to be like, like, uh, all kids need to be super tough or macho. I'm not no, trying to be like a macho yeah, man. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not, not. I'm not like that at all. But I'm saying like, you get to a certain point of age, like 11, 12, 13 years old, where if someone is trying to discipline you, there's no reason to cry about it. Yeah, you take. Take the discipline, take the coaching, and then move on. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? Listen to what they got to say. Or even, you know, I've seen this, uh, is it Mr. Something? This is a guy who teaches, he teaches karate, I want to say. I follow him on Mr. Miyagi? On Instagram. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, <clears throat> he teaches karate. I follow him on Instagram. I can't, I can't forget, Mr. Uh, I can't remember his last name, man. I always forget. But he has this um he has this thing where you know he's he's disciplining his disciplining his students right. and one of them was uh one of them was started crying oh I've seen that he breaks the board yeah yeah, yeah. he can't break the board yeah. at first right and he starts crying and he tells them he's like, why are you crying he was because he's scared you know because he's scared he's a little kid and he's like that's okay that's okay to be scared and that's okay to cry that's okay Talk about it so you can work through those emotions. Work through them. If you have to let them out, work right. through them. Work through them. But still, don't let that defeat you. Don't let the fear defeat you. Don't let the crying defeat you. Push through it and f- try to try to get better, right? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to let me know that you're afraid. I'm going to help you get through that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that a lot of times we're, we don't let our kids learn that way. You know what I'm saying? You see a, a, a parent sees a kid crying on the field or they see them shutting down and they want to go protect them. 
which is understandable, right? Every parent wants to protect their child. Yeah. But there's some instances, like especially in that, you gotta let them grow, man. Yeah. You gotta let them grow like that and push through that and and let them know, hey, I seen that. That's okay. We're gonna move forward. We're gonna grow through that. Don't don't forget, I'm I'm here for you, right? If something goes really south, I'm here for you. But we're gonna make it and we're gonna be fine. Right, push through it. It's okay. Those moments are gonna happen because that's a lot of real life, dude. How many times, in in either relationships or in your personal life, have you gone through something and some kind of adversity and thought, "Holy fuck, dude! How am I, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna get through this?" And you right. feel like breaking down. You feel like falling apart. And well, if you're coddled, or if you're just your parents did everything for you, defended you a hundred thousand times, you know. You never learned how to. You don't know how to deal with those situations, man. You don't have you don't have the components mm-hmm. to deal with something like that. Yeah, the you tools. Have, you don't have the gumption to just be like, man. You know, how am I gonna get through this shit? But but I'm gonna do it. I don't know how right now, but we're gonna we're gonna get through. It. We're gonna get there. Yeah. The yeah. the people that have have been through adversity and had somebody that was tough on them, because they know they're better. Right. They they can do good things, right? Not just to be an asshole, but because they hey, look. I know what you're capable of. I know you can do this. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Is I know you can do this. Those people, for the majority of the part, or for the most part, tend to do better. I want to say in life. That's just what I've seen firsthand. Um, kids who are <laughs> man have everything done for them. They struggle, dude. They yeah. struggle so much because when it gets you get out into the real world and you have to work and you have to you know support whatever it is even just yourself you don't have the tools to do that when something goes wrong the sky is falling it's over they fall apart you know what i mean yeah that's how it is man that's what i see i see a bunch of that in new sports and then i see parents who undermine coaches and and then the, the the kid will come up to you and say well my dad said to do it like this my dad said to do it like that i'm just like really that's wrong yeah. you know yeah and they go and tell their dad, well, my coach said, you're wrong. And then the dad comes and talks to you. Why are you telling my son that I'm wrong? I was like, well, because you are wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got these dads who played literally that think they know it all. <laughs> they <laughs> don't, just, man. You, you know. know and, and these kids, you know, there's nothing wrong with listening to your parents. But sometimes parents got to sit back and say, look, son, like, I don't, I don't know a lot about baseball. I'm going to or football or basketball or whatever, whatever soccer, whatever it is. I'm going to put you under the wing of this coach, and I'm going to let him coach you, and I'm going to sit back. And if you have any questions, you know, we can ask together. Or even, you know, i seen this video clip that I thought was great. It was a South Carolina men's basketball coach, I believe, at the time. And he talks about how uh, the exact same scenario. So he's at his kids' games, right? He's there at his kids' games. And he's not, he says... When the coach comes to him for advice, he's like, look, I'll, I'll tell you some stuff, but I'm not going to get involved in your, your deal. You're the coach. You coach them, right? right. And, when this, and when his kid comes to him as well, it's like, well, coach said about this. What do you think about that? He's your coach. Go ask him. That's your coach. And this is a D1 men's basketball coach. He has all the knowledge of basketball in the world. Right. Or he's one of the top ones, right? That says a lot. You have to know a lot. Oh, yeah. And he's he's saying firsthand, I'm not your coach. Go ask your coach. 
I'm not, I don't get in the coaches' faces and try to tell them what to do. That's their job. He goes, look, I did it for a bunch of years. They're not getting paid this crazy amount of money, right? The same thing with the refs. They're not getting paid this crazy amount of money. They're out there volunteering their time. Even if they're getting paid 5 to $10 a game, that's still like a volunteer. You're, you're not getting paid shit, right? So I don't get on to them. I let them do their job. So... To me, and that's me as a D1 head coach, why would anybody else, a regular, uh, you know, a parent who doesn't have that extensive knowledge, why would they get in there and try to put their input in a game or right. tell a child to do the opposite of what their coach is asking them to do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that hit, I, when I listened to that, I was like, man, I think a lot of people need to hear that. Like, all, Will they understand it? Probably not. Probably not. Will they, will, will they care? Probably not. They'll understand it. But as again, when you talk about kids, when you talk about somebody's children, it's a touchy subject, man. Nobody wants to be told how they should raise their children, right? Nobody wants to be told what they should do with their kids or what their kids. Nobody wants, even if it's for the betterment of, of the children, right? Nobody wants to be told what to do. But there's always good advice out there, man. Yeah. To think that you know everything. And all things about one subject, and you can't get. I would come to you for advice if, if I needed it as, yeah. as, as parenting. It doesn't matter, you know, that you're just starting out and that I'm where I'm at as far as my kids are, are, are older, you know. Yeah. There's something that maybe you see that I don't see, or you, you have a different perspective on parenting than I do. And I, I would totally take that into account because I feel like you're, you're great at being a dad, you know what I mean? So I definitely would take that into account. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with taking advice from people. If you don't agree with the advice, don't be rude about it. Respectfully disagree. Just like, yeah, I'll take that in consideration. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're alone with your child, you'll be like, uh. It's your really, decision to make. It's yeah. your decision to make yeah, once you're there. That's stupid. Nah, man, that's dumb. Nah, man, don't be like that. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody's uh, experiences with things are different, you know? Like, exactly. Exactly. Everybody's things are different. So your advice could, like, be good for people who may have gone through what you go through, but not necessarily for me. But I'll be like, oh, that's, that's good advice, man. You know, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. Thank you for that. Yeah, because there's a lot of people yeah. that have grown up different from what I've grown up. Yeah. And are just as successful, more successful, better than I am, I see, a lot in, in a lot of aspects of their life. And that's a testament to, you know, to them and how they grew up and how they took all the information that they got even if they grew up differently than I did. So there's different ways. Like people say, you know, there's one more than one way to skin a cat, which I don't know why you would want to skin a cat. But the saying goes that there's a bunch of different ways to do one thing. Yeah. Right. There's no one right way. Yeah. To do Especially something. When it comes to parenting. But yeah, man, I just see it all the time. I wish I wish I guess sometimes it's hard for when parents don't grow up playing sports, playing sports as much as maybe you or I did. You know, I was, like I said, I was around baseball my whole life. Everybody I knew played baseball. All my family members, my the men in my family, my friends, you know. So, I'm not saying I'm like a baseball guru or anything like that. But, you know, when I see a parent acting a certain way or something like that, I'm just like, I can just tell, you know, they, they haven't been around the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the biggest thing is, man, let your kids have fun. That's something I see also. And that's something I remember from being a teenager where uh, we would be playing All-Stars, we'd be in high school, playoffs, you know, something something big, something major, not just Little League here in town, you know what I mean? Something that really meant something. Uh, you had parents who were like just 
hard on their kids, man. Like, overdid it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Militaristic style. And those kids style. hated their dads. We'd be in the dugout or whatever, and the dad would come and come to the side of the dugout, call his kid, and, the, and we'd go, or they would go over there and talk to their dad, and they'd come back, and they'd sit down. And they would say it. I hate my dad. Like, yeah. I wish my dad wouldn't come to my games. Like, I can't stand him. Man, because some of those parents just yeah. rip into the kids. And, and, and some people can say, well, at least your dad's involved. But there's there's a difference between there, like, there's being a, involved in your like son or your daughter's life and then you're just being an asshole. There's always a middle ground in everything, yeah. right? And, and off, the more you live and the more you live and you figure this stuff out, there's always an extreme one way or the other. Yeah. Right? So there's someone who's completely not involved and there's someone who's way too fucking involved you have to try to find that middle ground gotta find some middle ground definitely and that's that's i think that's tough for a lot of parents who didn't have who are trying to live vicariously through their kids that's what it is it's somebody (laughs) who probably fed they didn't got cut on jv or something crazy and now there's like i'm gonna get back at them by making my son yeah the the greatest baseball player to ever come to this town but maybe your son doesn't want to be the greatest baseball player maybe he is on his way but you're you're like hindering him. You're limiting him because all he thinks about is if I mess up, my dad's gonna yell at me, or if I strike out, or if I if I don't catch this pass, man, I'm, when I get home, my dad is gonna let me have it. You know what I mean? Like, or they completely just hate the game. Or they just like, hate just it. Hate and the they're game. just playing it just because you want them to. Yeah, and as soon as they find a way out, they're out. They're, they're done. done. They're just done. So you gotta let your kids have fun, man. Yeah, especially in the younger in the yeah, y- the younger oh, yeah. ages, man. Even really? through high school. Yeah, even through high school. High school gets a little more serious. Yeah, because coaches can still get let go for for that job underperforming yeah. or whatever. It's a little more serious in high school. Little league is not that serious. You know yeah, what I, mean? like, I would say maybe the varsity level is where you have to you oh, yeah. you got to win more. That, that, uh, that's serious time, you know, especially here in Texas. Yeah, JV, you can still it's still fun. I don't think they're firing those coaches for no, underperforming. But once you get to the varsity level of of high school, you know, and I played three years of varsity, and I played college baseball, stuff like that, you, it, it's serious business. You yeah. Know? People are trying to get recruited to college. You got coaches, livelihoods on the line. Uh, you know, it, it's serious time. It's go time. That's why not everybody gets to play. That's why there's cuts. And I think it's even more important at that time for parents to let the coaches coach. Yeah. You know, and they're just, man, oh, you don't play my kid, and you don't. Look, man. There's always a reason. <laughs> There's know? always something. Very rarely do coaches not play kids because they hate the kid. Yeah. People can always, oh, they, they just don't like my son. Or, no. Or even the players, right. coach don't like me. Well, he don't like you. How many times did you hear that growing up? Ass, you know, and, and <laughs> how, you're not coachable. How many times did you hear that oh, while you're, oh, the coach don't like me because, no, coach, dude, you just. Yeah, coach ain't playing me because he don't like me. No, it's because he suck. Yeah, you just don't be in the gym. Yeah. You don't be putting in the time. You don't put in the work that the rest of everybody else does. Right? Yeah, man. that's It takes work to yeah. be there. But I'm thankful for the parents that I had, man. Like, I had good parents, or I have good parents. They didn't. My dad was involved, but he didn't overstep his boundaries. Like, coach told me something, and I told my dad. My dad be like, "All right, well, what do you think? I think that's some good advice, or I'm gonna definitely use that coaching moment to help me." Well, all right. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't talk to the coaches. They didn't have the coach's number. Yeah. They weren't those dads that you see on the memes that like. Are hanging on the fence right by the dugout. My dad sit sat in the stands, far away, didn't say anything. Like on Friday Night Lights, yeah, right there where they're at. Like, they're at the practice. Yeah, they're no, at no. the. And I always, me and my mom and my parents always joke about it. How like there was a lot of dads who were like that at every practice. At the practice, at the dude. Practices at the games, hanging on by the dugout, trying to be the, trying to be the the head coach when our coach is sitting right there. 
And I, I would, I straight up told my parents when I got to the older, you know, the varsity level and stuff like that. I was like, I don't want you at my practices. I don't want you talking to my coaches. There's no need to be at practices. Yeah, at I that, don't want and you texting my coaches, calling my coaches. At that point, Nothing. you you're old enough to say if there's something wrong, you you know, hey, I don't feel right about this. Talk to your kids about that. Yeah. Be open. Hey, look, if there's something going on, you feel like it's 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 honest. Tell us, we'll deal with it. Yeah. But as far as be, having to be at every practice, like those like those dads were. He was getting what was he that part where he was yelling at his his kid because he fumbled? Yes. Hey, God damn it. Hold on hands. to the ball. Yeah, that's wild, dude. But that's I, I can believe it. Like that, dude. I'm, not, I'm not lying, dude. Yeah, there is. Like that. Yeah, there is. I've seen it. Just right there, right there, yelling at their kids in front of everybody. I'm just like, oh, oh man, like, I'm so thankful that my dad's like that. That's so deflating, bro. That's so deflating. But that's not deflating, not only that, it's like. It just takes the wind out of your sails. Yeah. And, and I know of one guy who's like that. I see him at the gym. I'm not going to say his name or who his kid's name was, but he played on the varsity level with me, and his dad was an asshole, dude. An asshole. And I saw him at the gym for the first time in a while, the dad. Yeah. And I asked him, hey, how's so-and-so doing? He said, we haven't talked in like 10 years. Wow. And I'm thinking in my head, well, I know why. Yeah, because you're an asshole. Yeah, because you're a freaking asshole. Dude. <laughs> like, he hates you. Man, dude. He said, for- once he went to college, he told me once, once he went to school, he went to school somewhere. That was it. He was gone. He was gone. People, forever. kids can't wait to leave. They yeah. can't wait to leave that environment, man. So parents, don't be assholes to your kids. Because during sports, you talk about toxic people, <laughs> right? You talk about toxic yeah. people and cutting them off in your life. Sometimes those people be it be your own people. Yeah, it yeah. be it be your own that give that do you that way. Give your give your kids some space, man. Let allow them to be coached. That's the moral of all this. Allow your kids to be coached. Don't be overly involved. Don't be assholes at the games, and just let your kid. If they like the sport, you can tell, man. Like I, I, I can tell my son didn't like soccer. He's yeah, three. you know what I mean. He didn't like it. Next year, I probably won't put him in it. I put him in it. I didn't force him to be in it, but I want him to try. Yeah, he didn't like it. He hated it. Yeah, didn't like it. Oh well. You know, so, and my son too. Again. Yeah, my son too. He's not right now. He's more into these video games, and he goes outside and plays. But sports, it just just hasn't been his thing, and I'm I'm okay with it, man. I'm not gonna push anything on my son. He'll no. figure it out on his own time, and he'll be happier for it because he decided he wanted to do what he wants to do, not what I want him to do. Yeah. I would like for him to try everything, but if that's not what he wants to do, then he's not gonna put all his heart into it. Right. You know that's what I exactly mean? What I do with my son, I, I want him to play baseball. As bad, bad. You know what I mean? I love baseball. Yeah. So it's I love baseball more than almost life itself. You know what I mean? And I want my son to love baseball as much as I do. But if you don't, I'm not going to be one of those dads that forces them. Yeah, they got to find their own way, man. We can find something else to bond over. Yeah. Or maybe you like music. I love music, too. Like, I don't just like baseball. I think some parents get so one, one, like, just like one-track mind. Yeah. Oh, my son has to play basketball. He has to play. No, he don't. You know what I mean? They're, again, they're trying to live vicariously yeah. through that. They don't have to do anything. Like, yeah. Let them be what they want to be. Let them be who they want to be. That's they're going to. They're going to. that story. Really. Yeah, they're going to be who they want to be regardless. Whether it's growing up or. Okay. Is later on. Do we need a restroom break? Restroom break. For All me. right, man. Let's, let's take a breath. <laughs> let's take a restroom break. We'll be right back. All right, man. We're back again. Back again. Yes, sir. Like I said, you're going to have to bear with us on this one. Just, hey, it's uh, real life. In real life, man, we're just doing the dad thing, bro. Just doing the dad thing. Um, so, what were we talking about? We we're talking about sports, right? And the refereeing stuff. Yeah, that's wild, dude. I think I've seen I've seen a, a little bit of it growing up. 
I had some close friends that their dad was like really rough on them, and none of them went. None of them went to go on went on to play college sports. <laughs> none of them, and he was coaching them like they were going to be professional athletes. You know what I'm saying? Which hey, look, parents, I think all your kids can make it if if they want to, but you got to let them find it. Yeah, because if you push them. You're gonna push them away from it. That's yeah, you'll push them away from the sport. Yeah, they won't like it. Yeah, they won't like it. It's not fun. It's not It'll fun. Be more of a chore than a yeah. than a game. If you you gotta remember, it's just a game. Yeah. At the end of the day, because even the ones that make it, the very few that make it, it's a handful, very right? Few. They love it, and they love to do it, right? That's why they make it because they love to do that sport. They love to go in yeah. there and put in the work and make it to where they're at. That's why they make it. They don't make it because they hate that and because their dad pushed them their whole yeah. life to do it. That's not – it might might happen, but this is, I'm pretty sure it's rare. It's probably very rare. <laughs> <laughs> usually they, they usually come from really good homes, like parents who are really supportive and stuff like that. Or it was an outlet for them. Like they yeah. grew up in a, in a one in a single-parent home, Oh yeah. right, yeah, and sports was their escape, so they loved it. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what got them out of the situation they were in. Because this was their escape from the real life that they they were living, you right. know what I mean? That's usually the story that you hear. Yeah, you I, don't see interviews of like Steph Curry or Mike Trout. Or, he's like, man, I hated my dad so I much. Hated my dad so much. He was a dick, and <laughs> <laughs> he yelled at me after every game, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here because he pushed me all the way. <laughs> no, you never hear that. So <clears throat> I wanted, man. We got, like I said, I got that request for people want to hear you talk about aliens, man. Wow. You're the alien guy now. Alien You're the alien guy. Here, uh, what's his name from? Uh, I know there's got to be more believers out there. Man. There is, man. There is. There's a bunch of them. That's why they want you to talk about it, or else I wouldn't get those requests. You know what I mean? They're like right. excited. Did he, is he going to talk about aliens? Yeah, we're going to talk about aliens. We're going to get into it. Whatever you want to know, I know. So let's talk about the the Nimitz. I'm not sure what what that uh, sighting is called, or if it's, it's called the Tic Tac video. The the Tic Tac. Because that's what the shape it was in, right? Yeah. That's odd, man. There's something... So when you watch the video, and I don't think I can play it because I think it's copyrighted from, for uh, the History Channel. But um, when you see that video, it's, it is like, it's just like a little white Tic Tac shape. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's obviously bigger. Yeah. It just looks small on the radar. Yeah, yeah. It's, radar. It's, a, it's, a big, it's a big thing, right? The way it moves around, it's kind of like a... You ever seen a bee? Yeah. Hovering? That's how it moves. Yeah, its movements were uh, already. It's already been said by government officials, military experts, people in the military, generals, uh, that there is nothing in our arsenal that can move in the way that that uh, craft moved. Yeah. Uh, I think the pilot said that it dropped thousands of feet in seconds. We don't have anything that. Can it happen. went up too. Yeah, it went up towards them. It went I up believe. And then dropped altitude, hovered. And did all kinds of things. Went through the water. Went through the water, then through the air, just as fast. Yeah. So it went through water just as fast as it went through the air. Right. Right? This is an anti-gravity... Anti-gravity propulsion system. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. It's crazy, man. So so when you have high level... I mean, because if you're a pilot in the military, you're high level. Yeah. You're the top of the top. Whether you're a pilot in the Navy or whether you're a pilot in the Air Force... Or you drive Apache helicopter, helicopters for the army. Whatever you are, you're, you're you're up there. You know what I mean. And you know how aircrafts work, and what they do. So when these pilots were watching it and they were in amazement of it, because you can hear the the audio, 
Yeah. I don't remember exactly what the pilots were saying to each other, but I remember like, what the hell is that? Yeah, for the most in part. Amazement of it, and so when you hear pilots are in amazement of another aircraft when they're top of the line, you know, that's flying circles around them. Yeah, that's flying circles around them, and if it were hostile, that that would be bad news. Yeah, could we have shot that down? Hell no. Would they have shot our pilots down? Probably. Probably, because it was know. under them, in front of them, behind them, yeah. like that. I mean, with the matters. In a matter of seconds. So, yeah, it's it's called the Tic Tac video. Y'all should look it up on YouTube. Just look up the USS Nimitz or Tic Tac video. You can yeah, it was outside there. of what San Diego. I'm not sure. The location yeah, I think it was off the coast of San Diego. They were like they were they were out there, but it's it was outside of California for sure. I think it's where this happened. And they had I think it was four sets of fighter jets that went up. The two first the two first ones that went up, it was a girl and somebody else, an older man. They went up and they went over it. The so they were they were the USS Nimitz was pinging this uh, was the echo location that they used radar yeah the radar so they were so they could see that there was something out there it's like hey man there's something out there and they're flying out there and they're hovering right over I mean they're flying right over it's like right. there's, no, there's nothing out here what are you talking about when they look down into the waters where they see it like what is that what the hell is that down there and then I think they see it come through up and they kind of lose it. Because, you know, if, if you're in a jet, you only have, you can see the next to you, up, and in front of you. Yeah. But when it comes around behind you, you got to turn around and look. You know right. what I mean? So they lose it. They come back. Anyway, them two come back, and they send another two out. And those two, one of them two are the ones that record it. Right? He's like, I'm going to find I'm gonna find this motherfucker. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to see it. So he's the one that records. That second time around is what records this shot. And... um they're the same thing when they see it, it's like what the hell is that yeah you know what i mean they're like amazed like oh it dropped it dropped so far whatever it dropped altitude in seconds what's crazy is when you see the video on when i see the video on youtube um there there's some that are don't want to show their face what do you think why is that you think that they don't want to be uh they probably just don't want criticism they don't want to be known as crazy yeah they probably don't want to be known as crazy they don't want to Take a lot of criticism for what they see, you know, because people will like they'll come at you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Stupid. Why do you believe in this? Or why'd you, why'd you see that? Or I think they're going know? nuts. So yeah, they probably don't want their identity released. Another thing I think is crazy when I see this <laughs> is they don't change that girl's voice. Right. You can see the shape of red. <laughs> Somebody knows who this bitch is. It was like I know who you are. We know exactly. You ain't got nobody. If you see, look. If you see in a silhouette of somebody and heard their voice, right? You work with this person, and, and they're like, "You probably figured out." But man, is that you? I knew that was you talking shit about me. <laughs> Distorted voice. <laughs> no, but it, it's crazy, man. And and lately, the military has been coming out. The Pentagon has been coming out with more and more things about uh, UFOs. That's what makes me not trust them. They actually them. call them UAPs now. They don't call them UFOs. What is that? UAPs. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh, why is that? They just because they just decided just to change it up to get away from the stigma of a UFO. Maybe I guess I guess the stigma of a UFO is like to a lot of people laughable. Like, yeah, you, know, you think of a UFO, you think of little green aliens and whatever. So now I guess it's UAP. Have you ever seen one, man? To be honest with you, I think I've seen something one time. One time uh, I was getting out of my car. It was the night, and uh, I happened to look up. And uh, there was a object. It was pretty big in size, but you know you couldn't really tell because it was way up there. 
and always distinct things that are aircraft by blinking lights. You have to have blinking lights, or you can hear a jet. You can hear a jet if you're quiet. Yeah. You can hear the motor. Yeah, you can hear it, even if it's far away. And uh, usually helicopters, um, single uh, engine planes, they always have the blinking lights. Yeah. I don't know a lot about aviation or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it's a law. You got to have some kind of light. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This thing was solid. No, it had one light and no uh, blinking light. No. um, uh, Where were you at? I was at home. Oh, you were at home? At home. I, I happened to look up and I saw a jet behind it and I recognize jets because me and my wife always talk about it I think my house is on some some kind of flight path from maybe an Air Force base to another I'm thinking maybe Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis uh, we get fighter jets fly over our house like every day big fighter jets small fighter jets like I see them all the time yeah and um, it was a it was a pretty big object it had one light no blinking light it was solid and it was moving dude fast and I looked up and I was like, God, Lee, that thing is hauling. And then I see a jet behind it trying to intercept, like, and it, it comes really close to it. And that thing, no lie, dude, like, I'm not, I'm not lying, like, propelled itself, like, further, but in, like, in a, like, in a snap. Yeah, because when you see something, like, it didn't, like, yeah. speed up and go fast, like, it, it, just it faster. from point A to point B, like, in an instant. And the jet was trying to keep up with it, but it, it couldn't. And, uh, yeah, because they look like they're moving slow. Yeah. When you're watching a jet in in real time, you know, with the naked eye, they look like they're moving hella slow. Right. So when something does move out of the norm, you can like uh, you can tell when it up. like a shooting star. Right. When you see a shooting star, just woof. Yeah. I mean, it just goes by quick. And I know it wasn't a shooting star. Some people say, well, maybe it was a shooting star. Maybe it was this. No, because shooting stars dim after yeah. a while. Like, I'm really into space and stuff like that. I've watched countless meteor showers like i know and usually this is a straight line what you see is just a straight line there's no turns there's no slowing of it it's just a real quick shot right because it's coming through the atmosphere yeah unless and there's no way to slow it down you know but uh i saw that and eventually it got out of my uh like as far as my i could see i couldn't see him anymore but that was weird that was weird that that jet was flying uh to try to intercept it or trying to catch it but it it never could yeah the thing like that one like propulsion put it like so far away that the jet couldn't even keep up with it. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, that is wild. That's really the only thing that I've ever seen UFO wise. But uh still believe I never I, I never seen anything. First hand I've never seen anything. I did witness something the other day though. I was taking my son back home and I was on the uh the access road by uh Azteca. And it's dark out there, man, at night. It was going about it was about nine thirty when I was taking him back. And there was something standing Oh, he's gone on the axis road going south. Southbound to Lubbock. Right. Ice twenty seven. And there's something standing right on the road. I'm talking about this thing was like if I would have my hand out my window straight, if I would extend my hand outside of the window, I probably could have touched it. What the hell? That's how close this guy was. And I was on the right lane. It's a two, it's two lanes. It's two right. ways, so I was on the right side, going south, and if I could if I could could have put my arm out, I could have touched this person or thing, whatever. I couldn't see it. Just I just seen a black silhouette, and it kind of looked frumpy. Got a big head. That could have been a person, but right. there's nothing out there on the opposite side of a stack of just farmland. Yeah. Like where the fuck are you going? And then when I look back in the rear view, I don't see shit. Might have been an apparition. Maybe somebody died there years ago in Iraq. 
it's wild, dude. Because when I looked, all I seen was a silhouette. I didn't see no eyes. My lights were on it. Right. I just seen like a black silhouette. And then when I passed by it, it was close. Dude. It was real close. And then, of course, you know, you look at your rear view and you look on the right side. And I kind of hit the brake lights to put, there's nothing there. Could be, man. I've, I've heard stories of truckers or people on the road that say they see spirits on the side of the road. That's wild. Like trying to get their attention and they stop and then they look back and there's there's know, nothing there. People die in accidents in all kinds of places, you know. It was wild. I couldn't imagine if I was on the bike, dude. Holy oh, shit. That would have been, been even crazier to see some shit like that. Yeah, UFOs, ghosts, bro, they're all real. It's all real to me. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you a quick ghost story. Uh, since we're in kind of the realm of the paranormal. The paranormal? Uh, I don't know if I shared the last time about how I thought my parents' house was haunted. You didn't. We didn't get into that. And we still got to go do the white noise check. Oh, yeah. We still got to do that. We're going to do that for well, a podcast. I a couple stories. People are going to say, this Brandon dude, this dude believes in all kinds of weird <laughs> shit. Like, what's dude, there's, the, no, there's bro, something you, out you there, ex- bro. There's The world has so much stuff. You don't, you don't know everything. It's crazy to think that people think that what you see now, that's just it. Yeah. There's no way. You no know way. Anyways, so as a, as a kid, uh, in my house, I would see people. Were, like again, people were going to say I'm crazy. I would see uh, legs in the corner of my room all the time, and they were like uh, I could only see the legs, and I, they would I wouldn't like see them, and they wouldn't just be there forever. I would see them like out of the corner of my eye, but I would see them all the time, and they were like khaki pants creased up, and then they were like orthopedic shoes like an old I always say like an old Hispanic man would wear um, there were nice pants I wouldn't say like dress pants but maybe you know pants that like your grandpa would wear for some reason older Mexican men are always in jeans you know what I mean yeah very rare seem in pants they're always nice and ironed uh, they were like orthopedic shoes like gray or something and they had black long socks and I could see it and they, they were cuffed so I could see the socks a little bit and I would see it and I would just look and I would be like what was that Growing up, I would always see it. That's wild. I was like, what is that? And did I, it, I would just shake it off. You did know? it ever move stuff? Did no, it ever, no, no, nothing. It would just be there. And um, so, you know, I just would see it. I would. I never told anybody. Never discussed it with my brother, my parents, or nothing. And then one day, me and Avery, my brother, we were already teenagers. High school. You know, I was probably like 17. He was 16, 15, however old he was. We were in his room. We were playing video games. I remember we're playing whatever video game was hot at the time and we both saw it and boom I looked I looked at the corner and then I looked at my brother and he was looking right at me and I said what he said did you see the legs and I said yeah and I was like dude and he's like I've been seeing him forever what the and fuck? I was like what the fuck dude so have I <laughs> y'all never and said we, shit to never each said other nothing to each other and he's like yeah I've always I would just see him in the corner all the time real fast so that's exactly what I would see. Is I wonder if there's a way to look up the history on that house. I don't know, but I, I, I we finally told my parents. My parents never saw it, but um, this my mom said that's how her grandpa used to dress, and he died when I was one. He died of diabetes, and uh, so maybe it was him. You know, maybe it's him looking after us or just there. You know, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, there's I never that too. Got, like. Uh, I'm not like into like energy, like super energy, earthbound type shit. But like sometimes you can feel energy, you know. Like yeah, you can. I didn't like ever. I was never afraid of it. Like even as a kid, like I would see it and I'd be like, "That was crazy," 
but I never got like, I don't know, man. I don't want to be in my room anymore with that, you know. It was never a sense of fear. It was kind of just like curiosity. Yeah. So maybe it was him. And uh, that's one time. And the next time it was kind of crazy. Uh, I didn't really have a curfew when I was a teenager. I had to be home by the time my parents went to work, which is four in the morning. My parents had a lot of leeway with me and my brother. And in high school, I used to wear square-toed boots. We have a hardwood floor. And um, my bedroom is right across from my parents' room. Or uh, my bedroom is right across from the restroom. And my mom was uh, in the restroom getting ready for work, she said. And um, she says that she heard a pair of boots run through the, the house. Like, real hard. Like, that has to be branded. She opens the door. She's like, I caught you. You're late. And she's like, what the hell? She said she heard it run through the hall and go into my room. She opens the door to my room, and I'm asleep. Like, I have been there for hours. You know, like, I didn't just jump in bed and pretend to be asleep. Yeah. I was crashed out. I didn't have my boots on. You know, my boots were in the closet, whatever. She, like, closed my door, and it was like, what the hell did I just see? Or hear? It just, different different things like that would always happen in my house. Yeah. She, uh... One time said she saw legs. And it was always legs, dude. It was weird. Said uh, I had a friend over one time. He left. My parents, uh, my mom would always hang my shirts on my doorway. She didn't like to dry my shirts. She would hang them. And then she had asked me, uh, is Chris still here? I had a friend named Chris. Is Chris still here? And I said, no, he left a long time ago. And she's like, well, I just saw somebody walking back and forth in front of your bed. What the fuck? I said, there's nobody here but me and you. Yeah, that somebody was walking back and forth, pacing in front of my in front of my bed. That is fucking wild. Yeah, and man. I could hear. Sometimes I would hear my uh, brother's guitar being plucked. No shit. And I would ask, like, um, "Is Avery here?" Because I was already uh, either I was already like moved out. Yeah, I think I was already moved out, and Avery was still going to school uh, at Wayland, and uh, he has a good he had a guitar, and I would hear it thum, thum, being plucked. I said, is Avery here or what? Yeah, that little feedback noise. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, he's not here. I was like, well, do you hear that? Like, yeah, <laughs> we hear it. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's different things like that, man. We got to do that. E- what is it What is it called? The EVP. EVP. Electronic we, voice We got to do that, man. We got to do that. And then we talk about that when we hear. It's getting boring. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man, I got. I only have one story that I didn't see anything. This was I was probably like seventeen or eighteen. I don't know. I was. I'm lying. I wasn't seventeen or eighteen. I was sixteen because uh, my parents had already moved by then. So I was sixteen. I was still living with them at that age, and um, we stayed. It was a two. It was a two story house. Well, the the first one was a basement. Pretty much, but that's where my room was at. Was downstairs in the basement. It was a big basement. It was a. It's an older house. It's oh, the one yeah. where the you. They still have like the windows in the basement. They're oh, okay. they're just real small. So that's where my room was, and I was by myself. A lot of times I was by myself there because everybody. You know, we got to the point where everybody was working, and I had a job too at that time. So I'm in my room, and I could hear somebody running upstairs, and I thought it was my. I thought it was my little brother. I was like, oh, shit, Mark's here. So I come upstairs. I run up the stairs. And because I hadn't seen him. I had just got, I had just got off of work. And that night, okay, so the next day, I hadn't seen anybody for like two days. I was at work. hadn't seen anybody. 
Anyway, I got up. I was going, you know, because I thought he was there. I thought, you know, somebody had got there. So I went upstairs to go look who it was. And there was nobody there. Dude, I, I, clear as day, I could hear somebody running down the hall upstairs. Right. And we lived uh, right there on Columbia. There's like this uh, mustard color. It's like 11th in Columbia, right next to that tire shop. Okay. Okay, that house right there. All right, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Right next to the ambulance place. Yeah. Yeah, I could hear somebody just sprinting down the hallway. It sounded like a little kid. So I went upstairs. I thought it was him because he was about that age at that time. I went. I ran upstairs and I went to go look. Nobody was there, dude. I took my ass right back downstairs, boy. Uh, <laughs> that was that was really the only time that I've experienced something like that, or that I heard something like that. So I was um I was talking to a friend of mine not too long about two weeks ago, and and her she said. It's just been her, her at her house, you know, her boys with, with uh, the grandparents for three weeks or a couple of weeks anyway. <clears throat> she said that she's been experiencing, it sounds, it seems like somebody's been going into the house, turning all the lights on and leaving the door open. What the heck? And I asked her, I said, there's, and nothing's missing? At first she thought, you know, somebody's breaking into my house. Right. And I asked her, I said, was anything missing? She's like, no, nothing's missing. Nothing's been moved around. But I'll come in, and then she has a, a camera in the front, and nothing's being captured. Like, there's nothing being captured of anybody walking into the house. Does it capture the lights being turned on, though? Uh, I don't It's not. You can't tell from the angle. You, oh, can't, okay. you can't look back into the house. It's like looking has a street view. Oh, so you okay. can't see. Yeah, yeah, you can't see anything. So um, she said... Just seconds before, when she one night when she pulled up, and I, I'm hopefully I'm not misremembering this, but she had just pulled up, and I think she looked and it seemed like everything was closed, right? Well, she gets off, and her friends told her, "Hey, your door's open and your lights are on." That's she, crazy. She's like, "What the hell?" She was like, "Just hold on, I just saw this. It was just closed." She's like, "No, everything's on right now." So of course they wait for her, you know. To make sure she's okay she walks in there nobody's there she this has already happened a couple of times where she's walked in nothing's missing right. nobody's walking to the house because she has a camera nobody's you know being seen walked in there walking in there i said that would be odd for somebody to break into a house turn all the lights on and then just leave right you know what, what i mean what the hell's the point of that yeah what's the point of that even the tv i think she said the tv was on as well and then just leaving i'm like fuck do you hear anything she's like no i don't ever hear anything she goes, but that's already been a couple of times that this has happened. You know what I mean? Hey, I would not want to leave my house. That's wild, dude. That's, that's crazy. Wild. I mean, because you don't know that's what more to... That's like a poltergeist type deal because they're able to like... Manipulate shit. Manipulate shit. Like, actually like physically do things. Yeah. Like, turn on lights, unlocking doors, stuff like that. That's when it's more kind of like real. And that's some creepy shit, yeah. dude. They I, can actually... They can t- I mean, you never know. Like They can do something to you, man. You know, I've heard a lot of stories where... Even if it, like, if it resides in a place, like, if something like that resides in a place, and if it has malintent, that a lot of times it preys on, I wouldn't say the physically weakest person, emotionally, someone who's distraught, that's going through things, it preys on them. And even if they move, that it can it can go with them yeah, like, it follows them mm-hmm. because it it found like i guess the host i don't know how that works right yeah, I'm, not, I I'm not gonna pretend to they know say, like spirits and stuff manifest themselves like off energy yeah 
That's why they say those electronic devices work because they they give off like electromagnetic field, some sort of frequency, yeah. And they can kind of like use that energy to maybe speak or move something or manifest, like appear. So yeah, maybe. What would be the best way to set that up? You think your parents would be cool with that? If we Hell no. My mom would not be cool with that, bro. <laughs> she don't want us calling out no kind of ghost in her house. Dude. <laughs> if you see it, you see it. But she ain't trying to like have it come out. We got to... Um, if somebody's having this issue, I'm not going to be a ghost hunter. But let's, let us record something, me you and Brandon. be careful, man, because they can follow you from that house to yours. I know. That is wild. That's what I'm saying. I've heard of this before. I've heard of this before. Because especially if they have malintent. I do. Let me take a break real quick. We'll be right back. This is getting good, but we'll be right back. All right, man. Let's get back into this. It's getting good. So I'm over here trying to summon spirits to my own little apartment because I'm bored as hell. No, I'm fucking with you. No, no, I'm not trying to do all that, man. I mean, I do, I do believe in it. I do believe in it, and I know um, just because there's too many stories out there, man. There's too many people who have seen shit, even though I haven't seen it personally. There's one story. So I got a story, right? I got a good one too. This is uh, twice that I've experienced this outline. I said once, but now I'm remembering it's two. No, no. Not making this shit up. This is no. the only this is the only one that I got, right? Other than that, I don't have any more. That's why I'm kind of like, I do believe it, but I'm like, man, I ain't really seen nothing. I right. just felt it and heard it. So we were dropping off. Uh, this is my son's mom. Follow me here. My son's mom's cousin, right? That's a lot of people. To his girlfriend. <laughs> right, a friend of a friend of a friend right. who knows a guy who Baby knows mama. who knows a guy. I was taking him to Seminole. His girlfriend was living in Seminole, and we we get there, and she lives in these apartments, sort of like mine. We're walking upstairs, we're walking up the stairs, and in these stairs, I could tell when I look back, there's this open field out there behind me, which doesn't really have anything to do with anything really. But when I'm walking up the stairs. And this is in the middle of the summer. It's like it is now. It's fucking hot, even at night. And this, it was at night, but it's still hot. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm walking up the stairs, and I feel cold real quick. Like, damn, it got cold all of a sudden. What the hell? And my son's mom looks at me. She's like, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. But I felt cold for a minute, and then it kind of just went away. Right. And I'm thinking, I look back into the field, and for some reason, I just look back into the field, and I'm thinking, man, there's... Nah, you know, one of those moments where like, right. uh, nah. So anyway, we go upstairs, we drop him off, uh, and then we leave. You know, that's pretty much it at that moment. Later on, I want to say about two weeks later, she tells me that him and her have been fighting a lot. And, you know, she's like, well, she finally opened up. The girlfriend finally opened up to him and said that she's been seeing stuff there at the apartment. Oh, shit. Things have been moving around. Um, lights have been being turned on and turned off, and that it was kind of because he didn't believe her. You know, it creates like a like you know this problem between like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah tension between because he don't ever see anything. He thinks she's tripping. That's and, not like classic. And it happens like, a lot. Always goes. It happens a lot, right? Where like oh, but I think it's like whatever it is there manipulating manipulating them, right? right? Which sometimes it does, right? Because if it can create animosity. It can kind of, again, it, it attaches itself to the yeah. person who is... It ha- could be like uh, like the spirit, like maybe it still believes it lives there. Yeah. And it doesn't want 
your uh, you know the people that you knew to live there yeah he wants to drive them out yeah and that's one thing that I that seems to me like I always get a feeling like that when I'm somewhere something does it doesn't want me to be there it doesn't want me to be right. there for some reason I don't know right people don't even like me in real life <laughs> they don't even like Why me. Why the hell would these ghosts like me? <laughs> Motherfuckers don't like me either. Ain't nobody like me. Um, and when she told me that, I was like, you know what? I felt something. And it felt like it was trying to push me away. Like right. it didn't want me there. I said, that's just what I felt. I didn't, it didn't tell me this. It just, I felt like something didn't want me there. Yeah. Right? I felt that cold. And I was like, oh shit. When I look back, I was like, Something don't want me here. Yeah. It's kind of just like, I don't know, it's just a feeling. I don't know how to explain it. It's a feeling. It's like a sense. Like, they say you have five senses or whatever, but I feel like... There's six sense. There's a six sense of like, like, you can feel an energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have you ever gone somewhere and you're just like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not reading the vibes here. And then you leave and something happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. You know, like, not like, I've never experienced this, but like, somebody got shot or... Yeah, something happened. Something just goes like, down. Damn, like I felt that. Like I felt like I should. Something not was be wrong. There. Yeah, something was wrong. Something was wrong. I think that's like a sense. I don't know where it comes from or what it is, but I think that's a real thing, though. Yeah, because I happened. get that a lot. I get that a lot, and that's what I'm saying. Like when I walked up these stairs, I could feel. I'm not gonna say exactly in that moment. I felt like this shit don't want me here, but I felt like felt weird. Felt weird, like uh, yeah, because you didn't know the place was haunted or whatever. Yeah, so maybe you're it's not time like, to go. Damn, this ghost don't want me here. You're just like, this is a something's like, off. weird feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, cold air. But that's something pushing me yeah. away. But that's like a classic uh, spirit encounter or bad energy encounter where it always gets kind of cooler. Uh, you feel start feeling uneasy, yeah, like maybe I shouldn't like, be here. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. think you're weird when you tell them, dude. They think like you're oh, just right. like, oh, you just like, dude, I don't. I don't know. I don't maybe always. Not everybody has that. I guess they don't always have that. I, or maybe they don't know how to read it. Yeah. Maybe I've, everybody has it, but then people are like, eh, I don't know. I don't think there's anything special about me that I would have a sixth sense. No, maybe. Yeah, me neither. But I think maybe some people don't know how to like read it. Yeah. Or know when your body or your mind is telling you like, hey, man, like maybe you shouldn't go here. It's weird because I tell people a lot because, uh, you know, I have. Uh, in my family, my grandpa was Indian from Mexico. So it's weird. Before COVID, when my smelling was a lot better, <laughs> my sense of smell was a lot better. Right. Now it's kind of fucked up. But I could smell when the seasons were about to change. The air smelled different to me. And I tell people this. I, like, hey, man, winter's coming. I can smell it. Ah, you're full of shit. You can, now you can smell the, the weather. Yeah, it smells <laughs> different to me. Yeah, it has a, could, yeah, it does. It has like a before. I'm trying to remember. It would have like a crispier smell, and the, and right. the winter was like a cleaner. A, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a cleaner smell in right. the winter, and in the summer you can smell more of I guess like the pollen and stuff. Yeah. I just had such a heightened sense that I could smell all these things as soon as it was starting. To, as soon as it was starting to change, I could smell it. Well, that's my grandma. Because, you know, she's older and she's, you know, she's more in tune with with stuff Earth. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, with stuff like that. And I asked her and um, and she was like, yeah, she was your grandpa was like that. 
he can tell because you know he farmed for his whole life. Right. She's like he can tell when the weather's gonna change. You can tell when winter when winter's already coming, the cold front stuff like that. Or like if rain is coming or some shit. Yeah, just that's off his crazy. just off his smell, right. just off his smell. She's like that's it's an Indian thing. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that I got it, but I could smell it. That's just how to me how good my sense of smell was. Right. I was like I was like a fucking hound dog, <laughs> but that's I couldn't smell people's me. bullshit. I couldn't yeah. smell that. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could. <laughs> I kind of like have a thing like that, bro. Like I'm not saying to like to your level or anything like that. I don't have like, it anymore. It's gone. Yeah, like, it's gone for me now. I feel it sometimes, like in my like, and this might just be like arthritis or some shit. <laughs> but I had surgery in my knee when I was in high school from football. I had a pretty much reconstructed knee surgery, but uh, before it rained, sometimes I could feel it, like uh, I, it, it feels like it hurts a little bit. Maybe it's the change in like pressure in the atmosphere. Or yeah, something. but I'd be like, it might rain. That's weird, huh? That like, it's sunny still outside. Yeah, I'd be like, I think it might rain, and then I'm not saying every time it freaking rains, but sometimes there does. You it's know, pretty, I mean? yeah. Or there's some change in the and yeah. maybe the precipitation and the some shit. That's so. weird how the body can do that because a yeah. lot of people have that. Well, I say a lot of people, but I've, you hear about it right. more than like my shit. You don't hear about you don't hear about people smelling the weather, but you do. <laughs> you do. Like dirt. I, hear uh, I smelled mud coming. I smell coming. <laughs> but you do hear about that. Right. You do hear about you know. Oh my, my hands or my back. It feels like it's gonna get cold or whatever it is. And um, there's really no study behind it. There's no science uh-huh. to prove. But again, there's no science to prove that uh, chiropractors work. Right. right, people say that hey, if you look it up, you can look it up on Google. It, Google it. I promise you, it's gonna tell you that it is. There's no proof that that going to a chiropractor works, but I'm telling you right now that shit works because yeah, it, it, it helped me, dude. It helped me. I couldn't even stand up. Yeah, like I couldn't even get up. Ask your uncle. He was gonna come pick me up. He was like, dude, I'll go pick you up and take you right now because I couldn't get out of bed, dude. You have sciatica? Uh, no, I threw my back out. Oh, I was at the gym. I was at the gym. And I threw my back out. This is from years of water filling. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're just constantly in the same position throwing freight. Everyone's like, oh, you're getting old. You know, you're going to get old when you do a job like that for a long time. It's going to wear you out. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. I was already throwing my back out at the age of 25. Like, that's how fast it went. Right. You know what I mean? But anyway, I went to go see the chiropractor. Dude, that day, he straightened me out. So that shit works. Yeah, I don't works. care what Google says. That's how. That's exactly what I did. I threw my. I have sciatica, like a sciatic problem, from water feeling, twisting, and shit. Yeah. But uh, I went to the chiropractor because one day I work, and then here recently too, man, I tore up my back the other day at the gym. I ain't gone back in like two weeks. No shit. Trying to give it a little rest, but uh, I went to the chiropractor, fixed me up, did a little decompression, stuff like that. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel better. I don't know. It helps it's just you in out. My head. I don't know. But I mean the th- the. That story, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of things that we have a misconception about that just because, oh, it doesn't have whatever research behind it that it doesn't work. doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just means that we haven't researched it enough. Or it's not real. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that just goes with UFOs and, and uh, anything, like, paranormal. Like just We just don't have it enough. Hasn't been proven doesn't mean that it's not real. Yeah, we just haven't dove into it enough. Right. To prove it, you know what I mean. But hey, there's a lot. Again, there's so much shit out there. I think people need to open their minds, man. That's what I'm saying. Like viewers, listeners, op- open your mind to like different things. 
You know, like, you can say, oh, these dudes are crazy, they believe in this or this, but, like, you know, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, space, the universe is so vast. Like, I watch, I like to watch space shit, so, like, uh, these astronomers on the show say that there's, like, billions, not millions, but billions upon billions of galaxies within the Milky Way. Just, mm. just our Milky Way galaxy, there's other universes, boom, 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 that, like, I think if you point a straw to the to the sky and the width of the hole of the straw that there's over like 22,000 like galaxies in that width that that we can't see because they're so far you know yeah. I mean? people think that you look into the night sky and what you see that's it but space is forever like it, it's so infinite, big dude. it's infinite it's like the number I mean? like, a, like a number so it's like fucking infinite these astronomers say that mathematically there is no way that we're the only ones. There's just no way. And then if you think about yeah. like these black holes that are swallowing up, they'll swallow up a whole Galaxy, system, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of what? So do you know anything about that? Like when it swallows it up and it throw and it comes through the other side, it's people, people don't know what happens. What happens on the other side, right? Because mm-hmm. that light can't penetrate through a black hole. Light can either uh, light can't come out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no way. That's how we. Learned about a lot of stuff. We shine right. a light on it, and then we were able to see it, and then we research it. Right. In a nutshell, I know it's more intricate than that, but pretty much how we do stuff, yeah. right? We send off this thing, and then it comes back, and it tells us about whatever. Can't do that with the black hole. No. You send something in there, nothing Lost comes forever. back. There's no. People think that the other side of black holes are other universes or galaxies or like other uh, dimensions. Yeah. That you go through and you come out of something because it bends time so much, bends like the like like time and light and all that stuff yeah then on the other side is like a whole nother like dimension yeah that if some way you could like survive which you wouldn't but if we can make something go into a black hole and come out the other way and it crushes because it crushes it right with the it doesn't crush it it expands you oh expands it into into nothing you just yeah you're you're nothing after that that's crazy that you know because gravity Essentially, if you think of gravity, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's a it's a thread. Well, according to quantum physics, right? It's a thread of space and time. Right. So if you have, if you think about like, mass. yeah, yeah, so four threads or whatever, they're crossing each other. So like, look at the planets as uh, pool pool balls, right? Yeah. And they're sitting on a blanket. That little dip that they create in the blanket—that's yeah. the gravity. That's gravity. That's space, and the time, and mass. Dip, the more gravity you have. Yeah, space and, and that's it's the mass is the is is the pool ball, and space and time is a blanket that is sitting on. Yeah. That's the way it's been described to me, or that's they the way I read. People can man, like the whatever comes to Earth to to check us out or whatever they are. They can manipulate the thread space of space time. and time. Yeah, and so they come through what's called wormholes. Yeah. And so it doesn't take them. 10 light years to get here it takes them an instant because somehow they're making a wormhole from point a to point b and they're just like shooting through space time where time has no relevancy yeah and they get to earth or to wherever you know in in a very fast time that's wild man it's wild but you think about it man like i think i talked about it in the last podcast um where we're where we jump technology from so so fast from the 1920s, we had the Model T Ford, and in 40 years, we went to the moon. In 1969 was our yeah. first trip to the moon. In 40 years, we did that. Yeah. And then from 1969, or the, we'll just say 1970, to 
let's say the early 90s I think the ISS where people could actually live in space we have people living in space now all the time they live on the International Space Station yeah they orbit Earth but they don't believe we went to the moon yeah but they don't there are some people we went to the moon like I think a lot of people don't know because they just know of the first time yeah it's the most famous time but we went back 11 times yeah I, yeah because it was it was so Apollo polarizing one, at the two, time three, yeah yeah it was so polarizing at the time and you know it's I be, I guess it becomes less and less of a deal because it's not um, it doesn't generate any money. Now, yeah. if if you could make money from going to the moon, if it was profitable, then of course we would have. Oh yeah, we'd we would be back. But it doesn't. It, there's nothing. It just costs. Yeah, it just costs money. You're just burning money to get there. Yeah. That's so why people are like they're we're actually trying to go again. I think SpaceX is trying to go. Oh, are they to the moon? Or maybe Mars. One of those. I know that. For Put sure. a Starbucks up there. We'll go again. Yeah. White girls will go. <laughs> but no, what, what I'm trying to say is in, in these little gaps of, of of our history, you know, the Wright brothers' first flight, uh, I think in the early, not early 1900s. And then now we have the most amazing aircraft out there. You know what I mean? Like in, in let's say, a 100-year gap from the early 1900s to the, to the millennium, 2000. We advance so much. The but progress about, has been. Think about a planet that's out there that was created a million years or a billion years before us. Because our our planet, in space terms, is young. Yeah. You know, our universe is very young compared to what others might be. So think about a tech, a uh, like a civilization who had like a million years or maybe even a billion year head start on us. Where they're what at. What kind of insane technology do they have? When in a hundred years we advance this much. But they had a billion years to advance. Anti-gravity aircraft, bro. Yeah, all kinds of shit, dude. They got the hoverboard, the real hoverboard. The real hoverboard. But they, they probably have things that are so insane, and that's how they get here. Yeah. To me. That, that's just what I believe. It's possible, because yeah. they see us getting there, yeah. too. They you see us. look up the dude named Bob Lazar on, on Netflix? Oh, Bob yeah, Lazar. Bob Lazar. He, uh, he's he's the, the Area 51 guy? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's called, I think it's called... Area four, but it's it's within Groom Lake. Okay, Groom it's Lake. the same area. It's yeah. the same thing. But I think it was further away. He's the one that's been like outcasted, right? Yeah, like now yeah. he's he gets outcasted by the government and all kinds of stuff. His his story's crazy. Everybody should watch his. You can even look it up on YouTube. I have seen it. Are. I think I have seen it. Well, he is a genius on rocket propulsion, gravity stuff. He built like a rocket propelled bike. Well, they were reverse engineering. Yeah, reverse engineering. Uh, so he he got hired by the military to go to Groom Lake. Which, if people don't know, that's where Area 51 is set. It's an old lake. Did we ever storm that shit? No. No, right? You get shot at. at Yeah, they're going to Naruto that hole. You remember? Uh, remember That was so stupid. (laughs) He he got hired to reverse engineer alien technology. So he he talks about the things he saw at uh, S4. I think he calls it S4. Uh, So he was hired to reverse anti-gravitational propulsion systems. From these UFOs and try to put them into airplanes like yeah. uh, fighter jets and shit just stuff like that he said that the technology there was so crazy that he couldn't even like figure it out and he's like top notch super genius anyways he did all that talks about that but he uh, in the in the 80s I think it was he went on a, a talk show and spilled all the beans because he felt like people needed to know what was going on. Yeah. He thought it was wrong that people were in the dark. So he did that. And then once he did that, he got fired. 
and then um, he like says that sometimes he's gotten death threats. Uh, people, he has like yeah, own, that's why yeah. he went into into hiding, or yeah. you know, he's secluded from everybody because he does get a lot of death threats. Death threats. He has like his own lab, I think, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and uh, it'll get raided by the FBI. They'll just come. Yeah, and they say they would always come in. They'll check all his shit. He has everything tagged, yeah. I think. And people don't believe him because he can't ever produce like uh, physical um, evidence of what he. It would be so hard because, because he says that he never took anything. From yeah. The, from the labs that he worked in at S4. Yeah, government just, lets you take shit. Memory, you know what I yeah. mean? So people are like, well, you show me a blueprint or show me a picture. He's Can't. like, I don't have any of those things. All I have is my memory. And he draws it up yeah. and he's and they're like, ah, well, you full of shit. And he worked at Los Alamos in New Mexico. So uh, the, the Los Alamos Observatory or whatever it is over there said, no, we never had a Bob Lazar here. He doesn't exist. We don't know who that guy is. And so the maker of the documentary was like, all right. So he goes to, I think, Los Alamos, the, the town, looks through the library, and there's a picture of Bob Lazar with some kind of something and another guy, and it's a clipping. You know, they're kind of like recognizing the observatory or whatever, and it says, Bob Lazar, engineer at Los Alamos, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And they're like, what the hell? Like, and there he is. There he is right there. Yeah. And then I think he went to MIT in California for a little bit, and then... They asked MIT or whatever, which is the top of the notch, like technology college. You know what I mean? No, we never had a Bob Lazar here. Never enrolled. We don't know who that is. Quit asking. And so he goes and interviews these other people who went to MIT within the same time frame. And they said, yeah, I know Bob Lazar. I used to give him rides. He didn't have a car. I would give him rides to the library. I'd give him rides to the cafeteria. I'd give him rides to class. Sat right next to me in class. I know who that is. Yeah. Like, do you if think he didn't they go here? He did a really good job pretending that he did. Yeah. Do you think they um, look up Bob Lazar? Say that that he wasn't there because it kind of like makes him look bad as far as university or what is the purpose of that? Of denying they that they just want they just want to smear him. I think and like you think the government comes in and tells him, "Hey, yeah. man, deny, 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 deny everything of Bob of of him." You know, like. Cause is it is it like a bad look? Cause a guy who believes in UFOs went to MIT. I don't know, man. I think just because he leaked a bunch of shit. So now he's just been. Yeah, and, uh, some other crazy shit was like he said that when he would when he would go to S four, and go in, you don't scan a badge, you don't even do fingerprint. You put your hand on this thing that scans your bone, your bone marrow. And this was in what years? Like the eighties. Holy shit! So you, you the technology hand, they yeah. have. He's like, yeah, when I would go. I would put my hand on this thing. It would scan my bone marrow, and that's how they let you in, even deeper than fingerprint. And then you would you would be allowed access. Nineteen eighty. Yeah. And so the government came out and said, No, 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 no. We don't have anything like that. That's fake. Oh man, they got some stuff. shit, dude. They got and some then shit. The weird thing is, a few years later, uh, there was like a commercial, or there was uh, something that had to do with the military, and they were bragging about their technology. About bone marrow scanning. And Bob Lazar's thinking to himself, I'm the one that said that. We've had this since 1980. We've had this all along. You imagine the shit they're hiding yeah, now? Yeah, so he, there's, a diff- there's a couple of stories where he says, yeah, at S4, we had this kind of aircraft for the military. The military says, no. A few years later, the military's like, hey, check out our airplane. Bob Lazar's like, yeah, I know. Like, I saw it. Talked about it already. Yeah, you told me to shut up. Told me you I was... You n- kill me when I leaked it, <laughs> and now you're talking about it. You know, told me I was nuts. 
There's there's a lot of people like that. Bob Lazar. Uh, I think another guy's name's Rob Bigelow. Aviate. He's an aviation guy. We talked about a guy from Blink One Eighty Two. Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Yeah, he's out he, there chasing UFOs too now. He's a big time UFO guy. He's a believer. He's a believer. Believe. Like I said, people that are listening. We think about. Um, I talked about speaking of opening your minds. I talked to a friend of mine, and she says she microdoses on. Sh- oh, she was not now. But she was microducing on sh- on shrooms. What the fuck? Nah, shrooms. I was about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Let me let me let me get into it. Now, what she said was that ever since that she started microdosing, this is not you're not full tripping on shrooms. You're microdosing. So you're kind of tripping. You're sort of. It, she said the way she explained it was like ever since she's done it that she thinks different. That it kind of opened this door in her mind. I've heard that. Yeah. That. Your your perspective on things is way different. Different. Even her her boyfriends had said that he didn't want her to do it anymore because it's like ever since you start doing it, you think different. You're like now you're really smarter than me. Quest, yeah. questioning things. You got right. you know all these all these different views on stuff. What's going on? What's really going on? And she was like, Yeah, now like now I feel like questioning more things, and I think different about this information that's being fed to me and I'm she was it's weird it's just, it's just weird how it changed the way I think about everything right I've heard I've heard people who take mind altering drugs like shrooms LSD DMV. well it's been proven right the government was giving was testing LSD on on people on people yeah yeah and that it was it was like mind expanding that's why they shut it down like oh no this shit's illegal you can't be doing this shit yeah, they don't, they don't want people to be too smart. Yeah, government doesn't want you to be smart. They want you to be stupid. That's wild, bro. Yeah. That and of course they would create something like that, and they'd be like, "Oh no, you can't use it." Yeah. Well, you gotta think, man. The shaman, uh, people like that of older older cultures, they, you know, they did that. They did. And they you were, think that's how we progressed? Maybe. We just kind of opened our minds and just it set us apart from. Cause we talked about. I talked about it in my last my last podcast. About how, you know, people say we evolved from monkeys. And I was like, well, what happened to my cousins? They couldn't make it or what? The ones that are in the zoo and out there in the <laughs> wilds, they just couldn't get I over the I think evolution hunt. is way more complicated than, than that, though. Than us coming from monkeys? Yeah. Because there was different humans. Uh, there was like... Maybe we were similar. sapiens. And then there was homo erectus. There was homo... All kinds of other deals. So I think it's way more complicated than just one day there was a monkey and then the next day there was uh, a human being. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what happened to them? They couldn't get over that hump. Survival of the fittest. And then what happens in a hundred years? Do they become us? Or I mean, thousands of years do they become us? An article, and I heard heard on a podcast where they think apes uh, are entering um, like the Stone Age. So they're pretty smart. Stone Age because they're starting to use a lot of tools now. Really? Yeah, that they never they never observed like apes and chimpanzees use before. Yeah, like they're starting to like learn how to make stone tools. Wow. When humans were like like a long time ago, like we're they were maybe first like making arrowheads or different types of tools to like maybe sharpen things. Monkeys starting to do this. They say that people are are like you know scientists who study uh, primates and shit like that. Are observing them kind of like getting to that point. Oh, we gotta take them out, son. So we can't have them taking like, over us. 
mean, that was thousands of years ago, bro. So, like, by the time they get to us, we're smart now. I we'll think be way more advanced. We'll already be to the point. We got to take him out, bro. We can't let him. I've seen the movie. What you say, bro? Like, I've seen the movie. I've seen how this crazy. ends. They they beat us. That's kind of scary. <laughs> it is scary. So, I'm saying. We got to get them now where they stupid. We can't let them get smart. Yeah, fuck the monkey, bro. Kill them all. Don't give them no shrooms or LSD. Yeah, no, that'd be real smart. I know there's some hippie out there and just shrooming up a monkey, just giving him LSD, having him touch himself, (laughs) just making love to a monkey. I I can feel it. I just know. I know how these hippies are. Don't do it, hippie. Stop. Yeah, don't screw him up on DMT. Watch Planet of the Apes. See how that ends. It doesn't end well for us. It's insane what's out there in the universe, different things, mind-altering drugs. I never experienced no mind-altering drugs like that. I think I'm going to try it, man. I think I'm going to try it. She wants to do the podcast, and it'll be a while. But um, I think I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it out see what's up. I'm going to try it, man. I'm not scared. We're going to have somebody sober here, so maybe I'll come and watch you. Yeah, it just want me to trip out on this. I'm going to microdose. I'm not going to take a full shroom. I don't know how this works. You're going to be a shaman or some shit. She's going to walk me through it. and see. Hopefully, I don't have a bad trip. I need to think happy thoughts. I got my... You're going to think you're a bottle of orange soda. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... Can you imagine? <coughs> Have my microdose and then there's like an hour of me not saying shit on this podcast. You're just tripping. <laughs> I'm just tripping the whole time. <laughs> I'm licking the wall for uh, snozberries like on Super Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> the snozberries taste like snozberries. Or what was that movie that just came out? Or not just came out, but... Uh... P did, it's P Diddy. He's touching the the wall. It's all furry. Oh yeah, that's um. Get me to the Greek. Get him yeah. to the Greek or something like that. Yeah. The wall's like fur. Or like <laughs> he's that. tripping out too. Yeah. <laughs> he's all tripping out. Yeah, I think that's why because there's there is levels to it, and that's where like just microdose. Microdose, you can still control it. Where um, you just you just take a little bit and kind of just opens this thing up. I heard this story, this UFC fighter, and I always thought it was real cool. Um, his name is Chito, Chito Vera, I want to say. And he said that he he took shrooms. He he was microdosing. He does this every once in a while. And he was at his friend's house, <coughs> his friend's garage or place where he has his. They just chill out. It's kind of like this, but they got couches and they're playing music. And um, he said, "I microdosed before I win." And he's got all these bright posters on the wall, and these flowers are like floating around everywhere. He goes, and I see my grandpa. My grandpa's there, and he's just like throwing stars at me, and I'm uh. and I'm trying to catch him. He was as he's throwing them to me, I'm trying to catch him. He was in my friends tell me that I was laughing. I was laughing like a little kid, like I was. He was like I was laughing like I was a little kid again. And I just see my grandpa, you know, and it seemed so real. That's and then insane. I'm just here, just trying to catch stars. He goes, I wasn't, tri- I wasn't doing anything. I was just there trying to catch these stars, and I saw my grandpa. So I thought that's crazy. How maybe it. I never used to believe it before. I don't think I'm crazy. I'm just going off stories that I hear that maybe it does open this pathway to people that aren't here. You know, I mean, there has to be some connection. We're all made from the same thing, right? Atoms and on this on this nuclear level. Yeah. Supposedly, we're all this the same stuff, right? Yeah, well, yeah we're everything. Everything's the same. So how could we not be connected, right? If you think about how you think, right? right? If you have positive thoughts. And you try to create this environment of positivity and the things that you want. And manifesting, yeah. right? You're, you're manifesting. And it happens. Wouldn't that be on a molecular level that you're, you're, you're sending out this signal to the universe? 
and in return it's giving you what you're asking for it might not be immediate but it does happen yeah right and so. you can't do that right so yeah, you send out wavelengths into you, the universe that's how people read um that's how people can read your brain waves. You know, they put that cap on you. Yeah. And you send out brain waves out of your body. And that's how those things can read like, uh, like you know, you're, if you're disoriented. You're, like people do tests all the time on people's brains, right? Yeah. Sleep so pattern and stuff yeah, like that. So all this stuff. Your brain waves do go into, they, they go out, you know, and the universe, whatever's out there. Eventually, someone will, will run into it, maybe. maybe yeah. Maybe some way to decode it. What is that we speak to the universe? That we're actually, by manifesting, yeah. you're throwing it out into the universe, and it's giving you the things that you're asking for. Sometimes which I believe in that, dude. Like, uh, I've done it. Speak it into existence. Yeah, Sometimes that's manifesting. That, yeah. And I've done it. I've done it, and it has happened. It has worked for me. So I pulled myself out of nothing. It was by manifesting the things that I want. You talk to, to you know, people who are like uber successful who have money and they talk about look at kanye i don't know if you've seen kanye's documentary mm. the whole time in that in that documentary he's manifesting by saying that he's the greatest and he can do and he's going to do this and he's going to do that and he does it right he right. put in the hard work but he manifested these doors to open for him right and this is just your you telling the universe what you're thinking this is what i want this is what i believe so if that's possible then how is it not possible that when you take something that's mind altering, that it opens these doors to maybe these different, I don't know, whatever. I think it does. I think it opens. I think it opens a part of your brain that maybe is not on when you're just normal. Yeah, because we use what? How what they say? How much do we use? What's the percentage? Like half or something like that. Half of your brain power or some shit. Is it half? I thought it was less. I maybe was gonna say less. like twenty percent. But like, I think some of these drugs that you take kind of open it like another open up another section. Another section that like like that puts movie you on like a whole other level. That movie Limitless. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Where it's like fuck, I can remember everything. You can remember if you could remember everything that you've ever read, saw. That would be wild. Because really, you know, brain smarts is just memory. Is that you can remember You can remember what you read. You can yeah. remember a whole documentary that you saw. And you're able to regurgitate that to somebody. Okay. And, you know, re you can't... What the retention is, the percentage of the things that you can remember. The brain just dumps stuff off. Because you only have so much room in the part that we do use. There's only so much room in there. It's like a storage file, right? Yeah. When it gets full, you got to kind of dump shit off in the back. Oh, I don't need this anymore. I think they only keep like core memories. Yeah, and the brain does that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of just like, oh, we don't need this anymore. We don't need that anymore. So to have a drug like that, like on Limitless, where you're able to retain everything. That you, you'd be so dang smart if you just could remember everything that you ever done. And saw and read. And saw and read and learned. Everything you learned in school. You know, you know how many documentaries I've seen that I've completely fucking forgot about? Bro, but there's people like that. Yeah, that is wild. Some people have really good memories. I think it's weird, like, the people who have, like, um, like autism, things like that. And they're able to play, like, a violin or yeah, something? and they can, or they, like, you can ask them, like, uh, like, there's this one guy I think I saw, he knows, like, so much about music. They're, like, number one hit in the year 1988, and boom. Just could tell you kind of like Rain Man, huh? Yeah, dude. I'm just like, what the fuck? That's wild. You know what I mean? It's like insane. Some of those nature's wild, dude. In that, in that, in that way that 
these things the way they just kind of fall together where somebody who's autistic and they're maybe don't have all these other things that someone else has but they have like this one skill where they're able to remember or count or play without even have played anything just, like have you seen that one that one guy who's autistic who can sing his ass off yeah was he on the voice or what yeah, was it was america's got talent or some shit britain's got talent there you go mm-hmm. and he can fucking sing dude yeah bro but like so and it calms him down too because yeah. when he gets up there he's like moving and stuff he was autistic and I remember the story that he would be made fun of a lot and uh, the way to like uh, cope with it I guess he would just go to his room and sing opera yeah and he would be like I guess they'd like make fun of him for being autistic or whatever he sings that one song by it's Donny Hathaway a song for you uh-huh. oh dude he fucking kills that song that is a good song if you haven't heard it look it up Don, uh, Donny Hathaway a song for you, um, which Donny Hathaway kills it too. But this guy, dude, tears it up. Tears it up, bro. He sings. He sings it badass. That was the first time I'd ever heard that song. I was like, man, that's a dope ass song. I, I like this some song. Some people find a way to open up another like section in their brain or expand their mind. Yeah, to where they're just on a whole other level. And that that's a, a again, it's a testament to music that it can it can kind of break through that because it calms him down when he does it. Yeah. Right? And it breaks through that barrier where it's just like when he's singing, he's he's in the zone, man. That's crazy. I think it's crazy how like when people hit their heads, not everybody, but like uh, I saw a story where a guy got, uh, fell off a ladder. He was painting or cleaning gutters or he was doing some shit. Fell off a ladder, hit his head, went into a coma and then when he woke up, he knew how to play the piano. No shit. Like, kind of just shifted some stuff around in there? Yeah, and he said, I've never played the piano in my life. I don't know where the hell this came from, but he said that he was like in a store, like an entertainment store, maybe like a Hastings at the time or something. He saw a keyboard, and he was just like drawn to it. He said, the, the, me being drawn to it was so strong that I like had to go to the keyboard. So he goes over there and can like instantly play. That's wild. He's just like, what the hell? I like those stories like that, though. Yeah. No, I mean, not so much that he hit his head. I don't. I mean, I don't want him anybody to do that. Up with that skill, like, yeah. You know, I seen another one. It was the same show. The dude got struck by lightning. Got put into a coma. In a coma, woke up and was fluent in French. Never spoke French. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's just having full on conversations in, in French. French. I don't know where that comes from, man. That's wild. I have no idea, but that's fucking they can't crazy. explain it though. No, they're, they're like, "Fuck, we don't Some fucking know." Say, "Oh, that's not real" or whatever. But I mean, they can't even. Know. They can't even explain uh, chiropractors. They want to explain that. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. There's so many stories out there like that that are just wild and out of this world. That's why I say it's like, how can you say that all these other things don't exist? You know, paranormal stuff, UFOs, whatever. Ghosts. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Hey, I believe Bigfoot. But we can't explain, you know, things like that. Right. Does it, oh, we can't explain it, so it doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't work with everything. No, that's not real. That's, that's a dumb way of thinking. Yeah, because we're, we're like in the infancy of science. Honestly, we're barely yeah. figuring we're barely figuring shit out. Yeah. Our, our, our world, or our, like, world is very young. You think about, like, you know, thousands of years from now, when we look back and they're going to think how stupid we were. It's okay. And they look back at us and think how dumb we were. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're stupid. 
the stuff y'all used to think, the, the stuff y'all believed. You don't even have anti gravity boots. No, imagine living without anti gravity. You idiots. <laughs> couldn't figure it out. It was so easy. That's why I like the unexplained. I think that's why I'm so into like paranormal shit. I like to like think outside of the box. A How'd bit. you get drawn into that? Like, how did that start? You just like I have no idea. Was always like, intrigued by it? You think? As a young kid, I would always like. I remember being a kid and like we had the internet for the first time, and I would always look up ghosts, UFOs. That's all I knew. Like, I would get on there like UFO pictures, ghost pictures. You start with the movie, maybe. I don't, dude. I, I can honestly, I can't even tell you. You're that. just like always attracted just to always it. Always attracted to it. That's wild, man. That's cool though because it is intriguing. That I mean, if you think about point. if you think about like scary movies and how we're drawn to that. Now, not everybody is, but it does have a big following. Yeah, you know what I mean. And people are just like intrigued by the unknown. It's we're afraid of it, but we're also, you know, captivated by it. Right. Like we're drawn to it. I, I gotta see what what this is. Or and there's some creepy shit out there, bro. Hell yeah. There really is. I don't know if you ever seen uh, what is that movie called? Um. Uh, something evil about those two cops in New York City that are trying to figure out a, a murder on the oh, camera. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like uh, this lady. They show her, and she throws the kid into like uh, like a lion's pit. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't remember the name of it right now, on top of my head. I wish. I could. That is a freaking movie. Is it called The Evil Inside or something like that? Something like that. It's something like that. And it's based off true events. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. When I seen that part, you know, the beginning of the movie, it said based on true events. Oh, okay. And then you actually watch the movie, you're like, holy fuck, dude, this shit is wild. Like, there's some, a bunch of unexplained shit out there. Now, it's wild. I don't want to ruin the movie for y'all. Y'all go check it out. Uh, It's the guy who played... um, he is in Troy. He's a he's a he's the brother of the prince, the one that gets killed by uh, Achilles. That's him. That's that guy. In that movie, I think yeah. I've seen it. And he's the first Hulk, I believe. The first guy who played the Hulk. I can't remember his name. But um, there's another movie like that. Like uh, I don't know if y'all remember the Fourth Kind. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there. Uh, Doing reverse hypnosis on those people that were abducted. Oh by yeah, UFOs in uh, Alaska, in Nome, Alaska. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I know what you're talking about. That shit freaked me out. It was it's it was made to look real, but the movie itself wasn't real. But uh, people that really happens to people. Is it based on, on true events where people get abducted by uh, aliens, and then uh, they use reverse hypnosis to bring it out, and when they bring it out, they start to trip out and shit. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's wild. See, because then because they remember, they remember, and then it starts to bring shit out yeah. on them. That's kind of, I mean, not kind of what happened in that movie, but so the way it spread, and I can't, man, I wish I knew the name of the fucking movie, but the way it spread was they were is these two soldiers in Iraq or Afghanistan. They go into a cave, and they're going into the cave, and they read this writing on the wall, this scripture. I don't know, some writing in the wall. And when they read it, they become sort of possessed. Oh, shit. And then they take that shit back with them. Oh. And then it kind of just, that thing just jumps from host to host. So whenever they read it, they got possessed, took it back, and then it just keeps jumping to the next person, the next person, the right. next person. 
That's scary. Scary shit, dude. And then when you were all based on true events, holy shit, what events were these? Tell me. I need to know. So I don't go where those happen. It's <laughs> just crazy, man. But we're drawn to it. I can't stop looking at this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's the same thing with, I know uh, 30 Days of Night is not real, but holy fuck, that movie's crazy. Where they're in Alaska, they're in Alaska, it's the, it's the period where there's no light for 30 right. days, which I would go nuts, bro, because I go nuts here in the winter. When, like, the days are shorter. Yes, I hate the winter time. Oh, dude, I get borderline depressed. Yeah, cabin fever, depression. And, and, you know, I tell people that all the time. They're like, well, just go outside. It's fucking dark outside. And I get, I'm just, I like to be outside. I like to be in the sun. And by January, February, dude, I'm in this mode of depression. I'm not going to the gym as much. I'm not social as much. Yeah, sucks, bro. I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. I can't stand it, bro. I can't. And... Some people love it, but to me, it's it's a uh, it's an unhealthy time for me, right? Because I'm so stuck in this rut of like Groundhog Day. You ever seen that movie with yeah. Bill Murray, where I'm just living the same day every same day, day, every day? day. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude! I need something to pull me out, or I'm gonna just go nuts. So you gotta hit a vacation in the winter. I have to. I need to start doing <laughs> that. I need to start doing that. I want to go to there to. Uh, New Mexico, where we were talking about the little alien sighting place. Oh, Roswell. Roswell, there you go. There's not really much to the town, bro. It's just a cool little town. Especially I want to see you're it. Into UFOs. Like I was showing you the pictures, they got little wooden UFOs everywhere. Everything is based on aliens. Yeah. You got like downtown, you know, you got like aliens painted on the But a lot of these little towns shit like that. have cool shit in them. Yeah. yeah they do. Like you know, I talked. About, I went to uh, I went to Olton. This is only like my second time in Olton ever, but I went to um, Rahino's, the barbecue place. Yeah. Dude, that little spot that they got there. Shout out to Rahino's. Yeah, I got some good food. Um, that little spot there is dope, man. Yeah, cool. Like it's it's a dope place. I liked it. The it's more the atmosphere for me right. than the actual food. The food was great. I'm not gonna say it wasn't. It, it was awesome. But that little spot alone, yeah, it's like a little oasis in the, out in the middle of nowhere because there really is not a whole lot out there. Not saying not oh. putting Alton down, but um, not putting Alton down, but they ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just tucked away into, in between two little buildings. You got all the green grass and the food, and then you have that outdoor patio with the yeah. TV. And it's like for a moment, like you're on a small, like whatever time you're there, you're on like on this small vacation. Yeah. I liked it. I like what they did there. They they knocked it out the park, man. Yeah, the vibes are neat. I like it. And there's a lot of little places like that out here. And I want to do more of that and yeah. kind of review, you know, that place or those places that I visit because the food is awesome. And I know you, uh, you go out and you try a bunch of different places. Uh, what's the place that, you, that you're digging right now? Right now, man, uh, I really have like a, like a, one restaurant per se but right now me and my wife are really into asian food or she is she loves asian food they got that place coming in today what's it called the one i tagged you in oh yeah chop 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 is it what's that's from lubbock yeah that's from lubbock is it an asian thing i figured it was okay it's like fried rice and shit it's like tokyo's but like uh fast food tokyo's oh okay but um but yeah me and my wife like to go to lubbock and we'll eat like chain restaurants texas roadhouse Five Guys Burgers, you know. Yeah, those are good stuff. But uh, 
most of the time we like to choose like local local joints the little mom and pop spots yeah little tiny like hole in the wall spots those are always the best places for the me. dives they call them so like she likes like pho um different types of like fried ramen uh we went to a Hawaiian restaurant the other day there in Lubbock, Hawaiian Poke, and I think it's called Hawaiian Poke, Poke and Sushi, I think it's what it's called. We ate there, um, just like different, different That's good that she likes that. to try different stuff with you, because yeah. that's, I think that's a big part of it, is being able to get out and try different things, which is what I'm, I'm open to it. I'm not a big seafood person. Me neither, but my I, wife loves seafood. I will try it. I'm not gonna say it's something about the crawfish. I can't fucking do no, it, man. Those little fuckers are just looking at me with the legs and shit. And ah, man, it's just everybody's like, "Oh, you gotta have a crawfish bowl." It's like, bro, I'm I'm far from anywhere where we can get crawfish fresh. But again, it still has the eyes and the legs. I know. <laughs> They're like, "Where you eat shrimp?" Yeah, shrimp's already peeled and shit. I can do that. I'm so used to it. I grew right. up eating shrimp. You know what I mean? So, man, it doesn't bother me. Well, we like to try new stuff, man. Like, so I think some people go to, like, out of town and eat. I don't know, I'm not putting anybody down, you know. Like, you do what you like to do with your spouse or with your family or whatever. They eat the same stuff all the time? It's the same stuff, dude. Like, try it. Ah, so you got to branch many, out, man. Like, even to the people that aren't, like, don't go on vacations a lot. You know what I'm saying? There's things around here. Around here. Like I said, 30 minutes away, you got Rahino's. Then you got this place they keep telling me about. And I want to say it's Lockney. It's a burger joint or something like that. That's really dope. Uh, I'm going to try. Street Pizza in Lockney is legit. I need to try that. I'm probably going to go out there sometime this week. Where are we at? Wednesday? Yeah, I need to go out there. I need to go somewhere. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to jump on the bike and head out to one of these restaurants and eat something. Well, my parents just went to a place in Crest called Jeff's. Jeff's restaurant and it has all you can eat catfish on Fridays. Word. And they got like uh, American food. Um, That's incredible. Made from scratch. Yeah, foods uh, on a full menu. Say it one time. What's the name of that again? Jeff's. I think it's called Jeff's restaurant. Jeff's restaurant and Crest. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I might have like, to visit y'all. What I was saying, like, if you're not even able to go out of town, you can go to Lubbock and try local spots in Lubbock, like. I think food is, like, one of the most amazing things on the planet. Yeah. You know, like, you can, like, food is so, like, love, you know? Like, like if you go, if you have, like, a neighbor who's of a different culture or different ethnicity or whatever, most of the time you're going to bond. They're going to say, hey, come to my house for some food. They're probably going to cook you a native dish of theirs. Yeah. And then they're going to come to your house, and you're probably, if you're American or whatever, you're going to have a barbecue. Or maybe food is like one of those, is is another one of those things like music that kind of just transcends them borders, you know what I mean? And yeah. it kind of just helps people bond. We bond through food all the time. That's why we have, when we have birthday parties, we eat. We, eat. we have, uh, you know, weddings, we eat. Everything, because we have to yeah. eat. But Food is such a bonding. It like, really is. Thing. Cooking and yeah. eating is, is, is a big bonding. How many times have you, you know, you barbecued at your uncle's house and your dad's there and your family's there and you're yeah. just having a good time drinking some beers and cooking out. Cooking you know out. what I'm saying? Eating some food. That's what we do. That's It's a right. bonding deal. You know what I mean? So I think to be stuck on just like the same things over and over and over, like you go to Lubbock, you eat at Roadhouse. You go to Lubbock, you eat at Canes. Or you go to Lubbock, like there's so much other food out there yeah. in this world. Like try some. Like one day... You know, like, look it up. Local spots in Lubbock. You're like, okay, we're going to try this. Yeah. Try it. And they're usually not very expensive. 
So if you don't like it, you don't you don't you didn't miss out on a lot. A There's a place there in Lubbock, a little Mexican spot. I think it's called Arrandas. Yeah, a lot of people say that's good. That's a good place, man. Uh, if you like tripas, that's one. You know, a lot of people like it from there. So try that out, man. There's another place I was trying to remember, and I know they were struggling there for a little bit. I've shared it on my Facebook. Uh, I can't remember the name. I wish I did so I could shout them out and y'all could try that as well. But I might add them to my Instagram so you can try, you can try it out. You can go help them out. Give them a boost, man. That's the American dream. Also, it, you know, trying out different food, especially these mom and pop spots, you're helping out the, the American dream, right? Because sometimes that needs Yeah. So, so help. And most of the time, bro, these little hole in the wall places, food is way better than legit bro because it's more it's it's not americanized a lot of times it's right. not it's not americanized it's authentic what you know whatever mexican food or authentic yeah like that the mias the one you like to go to bro i love mias here in plainview shout out mias bro best italian food italian right there there's yeah. really italians <laughs> that own that place i'm not trying to sound like stereotypical or like i don't know people can i guess say it's racist or i'm not trying to sound that way but like, if I go to a restaurant, I want the people cooking my food to be of that. And Mia's is Italian, bro. right? They're like, a, the people who own it are Italian. Yes, I don't know if they're like Italian or maybe they're from like. They're, I think I think they're Italian, Italian descent. Yeah, but um, when you go there and you hear the owners talk, they have, they're Italian. Yeah, straight up Italian. And I'm like, hell yeah, these motherfuckers probably know how to cook some. It's authentic Italian, Italian food. They're not gonna cook it Americanized. You know what I mean? Jackie Chan talks about that because he made uh, somebody had visited him and he was talking about it. I think it was I can't remember what it was. This show I don't want to lie to nobody, but he was cooking for somebody, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna make Chinese food?" He was like, "Yeah, but I'm not gonna make what you think it is to yeah, be Chinese." I'm not food. gonna make China Dragon. He goes, "I'm gonna make <laughs> authentic Chinese food." He right. goes, "Because when you think of Chinese food, what you eat is Americanized for yeah. you to like it." Because it's made with stuff that you'll eat. Right. He goes, now Chinese, authentic Chinese food is going to be way different from what you think Chinese food to be because it's Chinese food that we eat there. Yeah. Right. So it's from a specific region of China that I grew up in. So it's probably not going to be available to you. Probably not going to be sesame chicken or honey chicken or the mini soul chicken. Mini corn dogs that they <laughs> Yeah, the mini corn dogs. Bro, it's not Chinese food. It's not Chinese food, guy. I mean, it's good. I'll eat it. Hey, shout out to China Dragon. I like that place. But, uh, you know, it's Yeah, bro. It, like if I go to a Mexican restaurant, like I want someone's be out to be cooking the damn food, bro. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? man. Those mom and pop like, spots, they're, they're it, bro. Like, to me, and I'm not hating on any of the, the chefs, the old chefs at Tokyo's, but, like, when Tokyo's kind of first started and when they kind of got to their prime, like, when I was, like, in high school and maybe a little bit afterwards, all the chefs were Asian. Asian, yeah. And that was at its best point, bro. Yeah. And then, like I said, I'm not hating, so nobody get upset. I'm not saying you weren't good cooks. <laughs> you were a good but chef. they started bringing in people who were not Asian. White guy. White dude, <laughs> my, my Japanese And food. I would go in, I'd be like, no, man, I want the Asian dude to cook my Asian food. <laughs> One know, of them wasn't like, even... Is that so hard? Is that, is that tell me, comment or, or say, am I One of them wasn't even, he wasn't even Japanese. He was Chinese. Yeah. I seen him. I was working part time at Allsup's, and he went in. He wanted soup. And he was trying to tell me soup. He was uh, soup. You know, they was like soup. I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was like uh, soup. Do I have soup? I was like, oh yeah, soup. Yeah, we got soup back over there. I said, well, how do you say soup in 
Japanese because he had a Tokyo Japanese right. uh, chef shirt on. He goes, I'm not Japanese. I'm Chinese. And I was like, I thought so because they do look different. They don't look right. the same. I was like, I, th- I thought so, but your shirt says Japanese Steakhouse. He was like, oh, no, no, Chinese. I said, okay. I said, well, how do you say it in Mandarin? And he was like, mien. I said, that's what it means? Mien means soup? He was like, yeah, mien, soup. Like lo mien. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. I thought it was like. Uh, Chow mien. Yeah, 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 it's soup. Mien is soup. So that always stuck with me. It's when you learn stuff like that in right. in in that certain you know scenario it kind of just stays with you forever you know what i mean so i was like oh yeah me and i'm just saying man like i'm not trying to like be mean or like i don't know you know because people can spin anything but like i want that ethnicity to cook when i go somewhere i want that yeah and usually when you go into the hole in the wall places it's family owned by people who cook that ethnicity food like you go to a chinese it's authentic makes it authentic like like or like a korean place or thailand or you know, a Thai place or something, hole in the wall place in Lubbock or Dallas or anywhere you're going, most of the time it's them. They know how to cook it right. They're not Americanizing it, whatever. You get the authentic of their culture and of the way they cooked it for years and years and years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it's good. You, you take a, you eat it and you're just like, this is so much different than what I've ever had. And it's, it's usually better. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Now, if you're an Asian guy who grew up in Mexico, uh, I mean that's cool too. I, yeah. It would be authentic, I guess. I'm not hating on you. <laughs> There's a lot of German people in Mexico. Yeah, the Mennonite people and stuff like that. I don't you know. Go to Walmart, and you hear them talking Spanish. The white, the people in the dresses and the yeah, who always wear the jeans and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now, um, we're getting close to. I don't know how long we got in here, Brandon. We've been here for a minute. I don't know. Our kids are running amok, son. Uh, I guess we'll find a stopping point right here, man. I'm glad you came in today. Too. I, I'm yeah. glad we redid it because, again, I was getting shit for the first time. Hey, it's always interesting and fun having you here, man. We'll keep doing it. Yeah, I love right. talking to you. You know, we always got something to talk about. We can always run it back whenever you want. Time. Come and visit me, man. Come and let's talk about some stuff. It's always fun. Uh, everybody who's listening to me so far, thank you. Spread the word. Share it, man. That's how we get out there. And if there's any topics you want me to cover, let me know, man. I'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll get Brandon back on. We'll talk some more. Hopefully, I get this set up. We can watch some videos about stuff or Google some things about some aliens and UFOs and get more into the paranormal, which is always something that I know they're interested in. I got a lot of questions about it, man. They like. Hopefully, they like, we covered a lot of stuff and people will kind of like uh, venture out. Maybe look some stuff up on the internet or whatever. Yeah, Google some stuff. I mean, uh, I use the Brave now because it's it's one of those sites that doesn't have uh, it's not tracking you okay. with everything you do um, it's pretty cool I like it I mean it doesn't pull up everything it doesn't scrape the whole web like Google like does Google but it, it'll get there it'll get there um, I guess one last message before I'm out like I said the last one I always like to say eat local and drink local support support small businesses yeah man when that brewery comes up yeah. we're gonna go let's Definitely. talk to support that dude local businesses everybody yeah eat local and eat local Check the mom and pops. McDonald's is not going to close its doors, but that little Mexican Mexican spot or Asian spot or Italian spot, Indian spot, whatever, you know, they need your help. Yeah, Check get out, out there, man. man. Support them. Like I said, yep. the American dream sometimes needs a little help. Uh, same thing we're doing here. Spread the word. Share the podcast. Like it. Follow me. I'm everywhere, man. 
uh, and we'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks for uh, joining us as you know on this pat on this podcast. Hell yeah. Later, B. Later. <laughs>